When you're beginning this journey, it's not about the external changes that you make. That's just a piece of that puzzle. This journey is about creating a new foundation that you base your entire life around. It's setting core values that literally set the tone for every genre of your life. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another, as always, fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As per usual, I am so excited that you're here, and I have some very, 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 very exciting news to share with you guys. This is very personal news. It has nothing to do with LaRue, only, I guess, maybe a little it could, but I adopted a puppy. I'm so happy. She is a little menace and a little terror, but she's adorable. And I thought I'd share the story with you guys quick before I dove into this week's podcast episode because I, if anything, am like an incredibly strong dog person. Besides my freshman year of college when I was living in the dorms, I have always lived with a dog. And when I moved back up here, I, at the time, like my family and I only had one dog. We lost like the love of my life, Sophie, about two and a half years ago now. And when my brother passed away, we raised about $7,000 to donate in his name to the local Humane Society. And that same day, my dad rescued our now current dog, Chica. And I, like, that's my dad's dog. Obviously, I'm not bringing a huge, like, (laughs) 60-pound dog to the city. So I knew that once I moved and once I felt financially comfortable to, you know, make that investment and responsibly comfortable to just get a dog, I would. And I kept telling myself, you know, I was thinking around the end of the year, I could make it like a little holiday present to myself and, you know, get myself a little, a dog. And this kind of segues into what I want to talk about because it's mostly about like divine timing. I, if you would have asked me like a month ago, did not feel really ready to have a dog yet. Um, You know, financially, I feel like I'm there, but I didn't really feel like I wanted to give up that freedom. You know, it's, it's so nice not to have to know someone or something is depending on you and I have to go home and take out the dog or, you know, feed her, etc. It was really nice to have that freedom and I wasn't sure I was ready to give that up. But then my mom's colleague was adopting a puppy from a litter of seven and all of the dogs were spoken for, but my mom's colleague was just telling her about the dog and just like so excited and sharing it. My mom thought the puppies were just absolutely adorable, blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened. Then the hurricane happened. And a couple that was supposed to take two of the dogs lost everything in the storm. They lost their house. They lost everything and obviously didn't feel ready to take on two puppies. So two of the dogs became available again. And my mom's colleague said, hey, do you want one of these dogs? And my mom was like, oh, no thanks, but I think my daughter might. (laughs) So I ended up getting one of the puppies, obviously. And... Like I said, I didn't really feel ready for it, but in 
I'll tell you more about her name, but Bowie is testing my patience with that still, but she's a literal angel and, you know, I've always advocated and I always believe that divine timing exists and she came into my life in the moment she was supposed to. So I am here to tell you that LaRue now has a mascot. Bowie is freaking precious. She's about three and a half pounds. She's going to get up to six. She's a Pomeranian Shih Tzu mix, but I'm convinced she has some Yorkie in her because of her coloring and her like face. But you can go see her on my Instagram at Lauren LaRue. Um, she's perfect. And her name, her full name is Bo Hogan. So if you guys don't know, there's a city right above Jersey City called Hoboken. And when I was looking for apartments, my dad was like just checking up with me and saying, oh, hey, how's it? How's the process going? I was telling him about it. And then he asked me, oh, are you still looking in Jersey City and Bo Hogan? Now, my dad bless that man's soul. I adore him. He says the funniest shit you will ever hear. Like he just can't remember words. He says stuff wrong all the time. It's a very hilarious joke in my family between like the, just the three of us, me and my parents that I'm constantly making fun of my dad because he just says the funniest stuff. And it just becomes like a running joke in our family. And we talked about it. We made fun of him with Bo Hogan for a long time. And then it kind of just faded out and I moved here and I was several months later was thinking like, oh gosh, I really want a dog. And I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to name the dog? I knew I wanted a Shih Tzu because that was like my childhood dream dog. If nine-year-old Lauren could see me now, she would be the happiest person ever to see this puppy. But I really wanted a Shih Tzu. So this dog became available. My mom knew it was a Shih Tzu. But anyways... I was sitting and thinking to myself, like, gosh, I really want a dog and thinking like, oh, what am I going to name it? And Bohoken came to mind. And I was like, oh, that's a really cute name. No one has it. And it has such a cute story behind it. And I can call the dog Bowie or Boho or B or whatever. So long story short, not really short anymore, but I have Bowie and she is an angel. She's so cute, so sweet. And I love and adore her. So LaRue has a mascot now. It's very exciting. And I just want to, you know, iterate to you guys the, the message around that has for me has been like really trusting in divine timing because I really didn't feel ready. I was really overwhelmed at the process of getting like a puppy puppy. I've never trained a dog before. I've never gone through that. I don't know how to do it. So it has been overwhelming. Like I said, she is a little menace, but she's freaking adorable and I'm a, I'm a mom again. I'm a dog mom again. So it's wonderful. So that's my personal news for you guys. But in other news, as per usual, I want to I wanna get to the topic and talk to you guys about intentionality. And with the relaunch, I felt like it might be appropriate to revisit the topic of just intentional living altogether and how you guys can begin that journey. So this week on the blog, on Friday's blog, I really enjoyed writing about that journey from the perspective of like the new LaRue being that our mission and vision and values serve women entrepreneurs who can do everything. You know, and I talked about this last week in the podcast, there's this, there's this mantra that to have everything or to do everything in the hustle culture that, that requires you to hustle, right? That means you're working like hundred hour weeks. You have no social life. You have no relationship. All you're doing is working. You're putting in every penny you earn into your business. You're not having fun. You're just hustle and grinding 
to, you know, a point where you feel comfortable that that is no longer the requirement. And with the LaRue brand, our mission and our vision, especially with, you know, intentionality remaining that core, that core vocabulary that we surround like everything with is that that's not required. That's, that's not how to build a successful business because if you break your back to do it and you're putting in every piece of yourself into it, it will probably become a success. But in the end, when you get there, you're going to resent that success. You're not going to love what you do. You're going to have resentment towards it. And it, the process won't feel as good as if you let yourself do it again with divine timing and allow the process to unfold naturally. Of course, still hustling and like, you know, putting in the work. It's not just going to happen for you without any effort. But also finding that appropriate balance that works for you. And when I say balance, I mean something like the work-life balance, but it's more of an expression of like intentionality balance. So yeah, I mean, as a business owner, I'm still putting in like 70 plus hours a week on my business, but those hours for me, the majority of that doesn't feel like work because I've created an environment that feels good. It feels comfortable. I allow myself to take, you know, mental and emotional and spatial breaks from my work when I need it. And I know when I'm being unproductive to say, okay, maybe it's time to walk away and like, you know, take a breather. Now I can use Bowie as a thing. Like, okay, let me go walk Bowie. Let me go take Bowie out. Let me play with Bowie for a little bit. Let me, you know, go have lunch away from my desk, etc. It's small things like that that have felt really intentional to create space for me to both love my work, but still put in that kind of hustle hours. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is... You know, with with the new launch, it feels like it's been a while since we've talked about like the actual beginning of an intentional living journey and how that begins for most people and, you know, steps you can take to begin that journey. And now with this new, more organic and more controlled, I would say, like mission of LaRue serving these women entrepreneurs, I want to talk to you guys about that in that specific context. So. If you have a vision of becoming an entrepreneur, and again, like I said in the pod, in the new podcast intro, this podcast is for everybody. I'm not just speaking to women entrepreneurs. You can take this advice however it feels comfortable for you and however it resonates for you in your life and run with it. When you're beginning this journey, it's not about the external changes that you make. That's just a piece of that puzzle. This journey is about creating a new foundation that you base your entire life around. It's setting core values that literally set the tone for every genre of your life. And that applies to everybody. This is for everybody. This conversation about intentionality is for everyone that has a dream about, you know, and I know I've said this before on this podcast, it it can seem so corny and so cliche to say like, hashtag living your best life, (laughs) but We like, come on, that's the goal. We all want to live an amazing life. We all want to be happy. We all want to be secure and comforted and loved. And that is living your best life. And when it comes down to it, living intentionally is for everyone. Everyone can do it. Everyone can take that step. But it's about a couple things. A couple things have to happen. And that's kind of what I want to really talk about in this podcast, because For the most part, all of these things fall under one kind of category or one kind of summarization of what we have to do, which is 
getting very, very comfortable with being uncomfortable, which I've said probably a thousand times on this podcast, and I will never stop saying it, along with the fact that you are always the most important person in your life. And when you combine those two thoughts, that's pretty much living intentionally because it requires a selfishness that is beautiful. When people hear the word selfish, you know, it's, it's usually like, oh, you're a bad person or, you know, whatever. There's a lot of context under that word, right? But when it comes to intentional living, being selfish simply means putting yourself first so that you can show up as the best version of yourself in every relationship that you have be it a you know, significant other, your family relationships, your friendships, or a parental relationship being you are the parent or whatever, even like your work relationships. When you live intentionally and you put yourself first, you show up as the best person possible in all of your other relationships. Because if you are ever in a position in your life, and I know this, again, like I've said this before in this conversation, you know, when you're a parent, that 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 outlook, that perspective probably shifts, right? But even still, when you put yourself first, or if you're in a position where you're putting someone else above you, that means you're putting their happiness, their livelihood, their comfort, their love above yours. And while that all seems very selfless and loving and caring and you know what most parents would like to do, by putting so much of your water in their cup, of your energy in their cup, you are depleting your own energy. Therefore, no matter how much you want to show up for someone, no matter how much you want to be the best for someone, give that love to someone, give that comfort, that security to someone, you cannot because your cup will be empty. But if you take the time to live intentionally and fill your cup so, so high you will be in a position that you can always pour out without reaching empty. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is really about how this journey begins and how you can reach this sort of beautiful selfishness, I want to call it, and how you can get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And there's a couple ways I think this journey starts. So if you've never listened to the very first podcast on this podcast, you know, the very first episode, then you probably don't know like so much about my journey into beginning intentional living, but I'll just give you like the cliff notes version of it. Basically, because, because the context of it is so important to this podcast, because this is how I got here, right? So basically my journey, it wasn't like an abrupt thing that suddenly changed my life. And I was like, you know, my fight or flight kicked in, in a moment's notice. It was a, it was something that happened over a very, very, very long time. I think Every moment of my life had has led me to, you know, living intentionally and, and this journey being, you know, the rest of my journey. But it's really over a six year period that, you know, most of you guys know about. Right. So I'm not going to I'm not going to reiterate all of that to you. But basically, so much of my life led up to this specific moment where my fight or flight did kick in. But it wasn't one thing. It wasn't one abrupt change. It wasn't one one abrupt trauma or death or etc that just suddenly made me realize like okay it's time to change my life for example the opposite of that would be when someone gets perhaps a you know very awful health diagnosis like you're being diagnosed with for example like stage four cancer 
so many of these people who know the end of their life is very, very near, their values shift completely, right? Like a complete 180 shift. So the opposite of that is basically what happened for me is so much happened to me over such a long period of time and I never handled any of it. I never dealt with any of it. I never acknowledged any of it that eventually I reached a point where it felt like my entire life was imploding around me and I decided, you know, maybe maybe I don't love who I am and maybe I, I should change that. And I always... I think there was always this subconscious desire for me to be this like fantastic, spiritual, loving, you know, in touch person. But I was so insecure to admit that, that I didn't ever really like acknowledge that side of me. And that's what I mean when I'm saying, you know, getting really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because when you start to live intentionally, this means that you're admitting things to yourself that you likely would have never been able to before. You're the the core foundation to living intentionally means building out a, a completely honest relationship with yourself as honest as you can possibly get when i began this journey i cannot even begin to express to you guys how many demons i was met with how many doors i had to face and walk through like i I had to admit so, so, so much to myself, things I all knew, but could never say out loud, could never think to myself because I would get nauseous, right? And that's not just about like the grief that I had or the grief from the traumas that I experienced. It was about admitting things I hated about myself. Like it was about me being honest with the parts of myself that I was embarrassed of, that I didn't love, that were mean and not a good person, right? And... When you start living intentionally, that's really where you're beginning is it's not about anyone else. It's not about repairing relationships. It's not about getting a new job. It's not about moving. It's not about anything or anyone else. To live intentionally, to get to that point where you're ready to implement new habits, new routines, like the actual physicality of living intentionally, you have to first start internally. To change your external environment, you have to change internally. And what I mean by that is getting yourself in a position where you feel safe to acknowledge the parts of yourself that need changing. And, you know, I encourage you guys to also go back and listen to the EFT episode with Valerie because I want to really, really stress to you guys that when you go through this journey and you're putting yourself in this position to really get honest with yourself, you cannot do so in a way that will berate yourself, be mean to yourself, feel disappointment, feel embarrassment, whatever. You have to be okay with being honest where you're in a position of compassion for your past self. Because when it comes down to it, we can only change what our future will look like. We cannot change our past. So there is literally no productivity in looking at past memories or looking at past versions of yourself and saying, wow, I was such a bitch or wow, what the hell was wrong with me? What was I thinking? I made such a stupid decision. Like there is literally no purpose in that and it will serve you in zero ways except to continue to hurt yourself and continue to reinforce those neural pathways that let you believe you've done something wrong or you are a bad person, right? So When you are emotionally ready to be in a position to acknowledge these parts of yourself, I strongly encourage you to do it with a method of any form of therapy. So 
be it traditional therapy, which is talk therapy or EFT or doing visualization exercises or meditations with it, where you're allowing yourself to openly acknowledge, hey, I lied to this person or hey, I did this to this person or hey, like I showed up in a bad way. But then you're immediately reinforcing the behavior or the acknowledgement of, okay, but that's no longer who I am. I'm going to change these parts of myself. I'm acknowledging this. And if that also requires like a verbal acknowledgement, and what I mean by that is maybe if like something that you're really upset about or really embarrassed about or just, you know, whatever, one of the core memories that comes up is you somehow wronged another person. You don't ever have to actually go and apologize for that. Like if you if that's not what feels comfortable but if that's what will give you closure for something like that, then go ahead, you know, do do what feels right. Follow that instinct. But this process is always going to be all about you. You don't have to involve other people, but it's kind of similar, I would say, I guess, to like a 12 step program where, you know, one of the steps is like making amends and apologizing. If you feel like that step is necessary, then take it. But I don't think it's a required step on this journey. When it comes down to it, this is about you and changing who you are and people are going to see that. So if you eventually get to a place pretty much where I'm at, I feel like, and people from my past, you know, believe that I'm still who I was six years ago, they're obviously not involved in my life anymore and their opinions, frankly, just don't matter about me. Like I couldn't care less about what they think of me because I don't mean that selfishly and self-centeredly. I mean that in a way that expresses and reiterates to you guys, I've gotten so honest with myself and so comfortable with who I am now that I am nothing but proud of the version I am today, of the version of myself that's showing up every day, building a business, focusing on my relationships, prioritizing my friends. Like I am very, very, very abundantly clear on what my priorities are in my life right now. And that has allowed me my priorities and my values let me be very clear my priorities and my values are explicitly clear to me and when i reiterate those to myself every day it allows me to show up that is intentional and that's all the mindset stuff that's what's really really important that's the stuff that has to come first before you can sit down and say okay what external changes do i want to make do i want to move do i want to implement like an entirely new routine Do I want to cut people out of my life? Do I want to like find someone? Am I ready to get into a relationship, et cetera? Those are all external changes that can't be made until you're internally comfortable. That is a very, very powerful statement. Let me say that again. You cannot make or you will not be in a position to comfortably make external changes until you are comfortable internally. So what I mean by that, for example, is... You know, for two years, I would say I was going through this really big developmental process. I began my intentional living journey, which really started again, like I said, internally. So I started EFT. I started therapy again. I started addressing all these demons and slowly throughout that, I started to change my external environment. So I started implementing new habits, new routines, new foundations to my life, right? And as you guys know, it's recently, you know, I would say in June that I really turned a corner. I feel like that chapter closed where I was in the beginning of my intentional living journey. I was in the beginning of launching my entrepreneurship career. And now I'm very well established in all of this where I can speak as an expert. That lets me know 
like I'm no longer in that beginning phase, right? I'm in the next step. I'm in the next chapter of my life. And this is the best chapter of my life that I've ever experienced. I'm, you know, my life is extraordinary and I'm very happy. But that comes from putting in that work. And also, again, like I'm saying, is realizing where you can change externally. So anyways, that was a long-winded introduction to what I was going to say. But my point in this is when you when you want to change externally, you'll know what's ready to be changed. So in the last two years, when I was living in Florida, beginning this journey and going through my surgery, et cetera, all of these things, I never once thought about dating. I had absolutely no desire to date, to see anybody, to even think about getting in a relationship because I knew I couldn't show up in a relationship the way I would want someone to show up for me until I put that work in internally. I had absolutely no desire to be in a relationship because I did not feel ready. I knew that if I got into a relationship with someone, that person would not fulfill the the wants I have for a significant other because I couldn't show up that way. I couldn't show up confidently. I couldn't show up in a way that felt loving and supportive because I was not loving and supporting myself enough yet. So I hope that kind of makes sense because what I mean by all of this is it's not about changing your external for like validation or materialistic changes. It's about being ready. I was not ready to be in a serious relationship because I knew that either A, it would be a relationship where the person couldn't show up for me the way I wanted them to, or B, which sounded even more terrifying, is I would find someone that could show up that way and give me everything I've ever wanted in a relationship, but I couldn't match that energy, so it wouldn't work out. That would have been far more difficult for me to handle. So I put myself in a position where I thought to myself, you know what? Right now, this is a point in my life where, again, like I said, that beautiful selfishness comes up. I needed to be entirely selfish, meaning I was directing every piece of energy in my body to myself. I was directing all of my focus, all of my attention to myself. And I thought to myself, all right, well, if I'm not ready for a significant other relationship, I might as well also in this time be working on the relationships that I already have, right? So working on my friendships, working on my familial relationships, you know, building an even stronger relationship with my parents. And part of that was me realizing while I was in Florida that a huge priority for me in the next couple of years of my life would be establishing really, really strong, like amazing female friendships. And as you guys know, as I've iterated over the last several months of this podcast, since moving back up here, I've done that. Like I have achieved that goal to the thousandth percent. I have incredible friendships. And it's so funny. I was just thinking about this this morning. I remember when I was little and even up until like high school, college, I always thought to myself, like I would see people getting married and I always thought to myself, I don't even have like a bridal party. I wouldn't even know who I would put up there. And obviously I was young and it was like a, you know, it was more of a comical thought than anything, but I always felt jealous of these women that had that that group, that core group of friends they could trust with anything, like absolutely anything. And this morning, I got a I got a wedding invitation from a family member and I thought to myself like, "Wow, I have that group now." You know, I don't I have no idea what I'm going to get married. It could be 5 years from now, but 
I have that group of women that I would ask to stand beside me on that day. And that felt really important to me for years. So anyways, rounding back to the entire conversation of this podcast, my point is that when you're beginning this journey, it's all about what you're willing to do internally first. You have to get yourself to a position where you're going to compassionately, let me reiterate, very, very compassionately open yourself up to conversations you weren't willing to have before. And some of those conversations for me were very much about how I was showing up so inauthentically in my life. I wanted so badly for people to believe a certain persona that I was, you know, giving, right? I I wanted so badly for people to think I was this confident, successful, like whatever type of person. That's, That's the image. That's the persona I was leading in high school. Certainly what I was leading in college. And I was so focused on creating sort of that highlight reel that we've talked about with like social media that I completely lost who I was. And that was both a product of, you know, internal battles that I wasn't willing to deal with as far as insecurities, but it was also a product of my trauma and my grief. And I needed to hide that so badly that I adopted this selfish, unwitting, like, bad person persona because I didn't know how to deal with anything that was happening internally. So that's one way I feel like that will lead you to this journey. The other way is what I talked about earlier is what I mentioned is that you get very abrupt news or very abrupt change in your life. And that doesn't have to mean like you get the cancer diagnosis. Obviously we, no one wants that. But maybe someone really, really important to you passes away or you lose the job of your dreams or you know what? Who cares? Maybe you wake up one morning and you're just like, wow, I really, really, really freaking hate my life. I hate who I am and I'm ready to make some change. But you do that. (laughs) Let me correct myself in a way that is compassionate. You know, nothing is going to serve you by saying I'm a bad person. I hate myself, etc. In no way will that serve you. The only thing that is doing is reinforcing neural pathways that you've built over years of your life for you to believe that you are, in fact, a bad person, which is why I strongly recommend EFT during this process, because in such ways, through tapping, you are changing those neural pathways to no longer believe you are a bad person or whatever you believe about yourself. So if you're ready to begin this journey, my recommendation for you is to sit down and and really like ask yourself. This sounds kind of funny to do, but this is what I recommend. Ask yourself how ready, willing, and able you are to be completely honest with yourself. There were so many thoughts I was so terrified to admit. I mean, I would like outright lie to myself for years about who I thought I was and how I thought I felt. And you know, it's, it's kind of the nonchalantness of it that really scared me into being ready to make these changes because it was getting to a point where I just simply believed those things. And if I felt that grief or that fear or that doubt rising, I would only reinforce these coping mechanisms more, this, this persona more, so that I wouldn't have to deal with those things. So when I did reach that point, You know, and again, like if you guys want to listen to this whole story, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to the first episode. But when it did get to that point and I my fight or flight did kick in, 
it was about getting to a breaking point, not even with my grief, not even with my anger, not, not with any of that. It was about getting to a point where I could see how much I was lying to myself. I could see how much I was adapting this persona. Like I was at that breaking point where it was either I'm going to be this fake person for the rest of my life or I can acknowledge it right here, right now and change it and stop this. Because that process was getting so deep that I was getting to a point where if I didn't change it now, it felt like it was going to become irreversible. So... It doesn't have to get to that extent for everybody, right? You can you can start this journey n- no matter what point you're at in your life. Even if you think you're the happiest you've ever been right now, if you feel like this is the journey for you, then, you know, start. It doesn't have to be at any significant point in your life. You can start this whenever you want. If you're listening to this podcast, if you found this podcast somehow randomly or someone sent it to you, and you're like, wow, damn, like I'm ready to start this journey. This is kind of the introduction to that because obviously I can't fit the entire intentional living conversation in a podcast. This is a conversation that we have every week that unfolds throughout every piece of content that I provide you guys with. My point in this podcast is to invite you to reflect, to invite you to see where perhaps these changes might be necessary. And if this is a journey you believe you think you're already on, I encourage you to begin or you know, kind of maybe set a stop and start line again of reestablishing, reevaluating what your values are and what your priorities are. That's the entire point of this podcast. (laughs) Intentional living is all about knowing exactly who and what you value, who and what your priorities are, and focusing on those things. It has nothing to do with what anyone thinks about you. It has nothing to do with what other people think your life should or does look like. No one has a say in your life except you. Let me say that again. Not a single soul on this planet has a say in your life except you. If you want your life to look a certain way, make your life look that way. Nobody gives a flying fadoodle what your life looks like because they're not living in it. They, everyone else is concerned with their own life. And then we're all concerned with what everyone else thinks about our lives. Toss that out the damn window. Nobody cares. No, not a single freaking person cares about anyone else's life except their own because they're not living in it. And I don't mean that in a bad way of like, we don't care about anyone. I mean, you, you don't need to care about what other people think about your life, nor do you need to care about what other people's lives you think they look like because they're not your own. All of your attention deserves to be paid to your own life. So if you want it to look a certain way, establish your values, establish your priorities, and just focus on that. Social media doesn't matter. The girl from high school who bullied you, her opinion doesn't matter. The person who called you an idiot 10 days ago, their opinion doesn't matter. Your boss who's an asshole, her or his opinion doesn't matter. Whomever it is, Whoever those demons are that haunt you, their opinions don't matter. A flying fadoodle, baby. That's what I'm saying because I can't say the F word. So I hope this helps. I hope that this kind of establishes the conversations we're having moving forward with this podcast and with the rebrand. You know, like I said in the podcast, and I want to, again, stress this to you guys, this is for everybody. And even though the brand is now directed towards women in entrepreneurship 
I am always here for everybody. And if you want coaching or if you want a website, but you're not really in that niche, I have people I can recommend. I don't want to separate myself from everybody just because of that reason. This podcast, the content here for is for everybody. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope that this felt really good and offers, you know, space where you might be able to reflect on your own life and see where maybe some changes are necessary because no matter where we are and no matter how much we've grown, there will always be change. There will always be room for more growth. And, you know, personally, I know where those areas are, even though I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. You know, I am a firm believer, and this is a part of the intentional living conversation, that those moments can always get better. You're never going to hit a cap of happiness. That's impossible. You're never going to hit a ceiling or a limit of happiness where you're just simply like, oh, okay, this is as good as it gets. Like, great, I'll chill here. Intentional living, manifestation, that conversation of spirituality believes and is built on the foundation and the belief that it can always get better. So that is what I've got for you guys today. I feel like this was a really good podcast. I liked it. And I feel like I'm reestablishing my voice on the podcast, you know, with the rebrand. So I hope you guys are here for it and like it. I love you all so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.